The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. John Cadell and D. Reddy are with us for a weekly chat about music. But let's start with last night's Grammys. And uh, why is it, you think, uh, D, that actor Ben Affleck didn't appear to be acting as if he was enjoying himself? <laughs> because God love him. I mean, we've heard of resting bitch face, but I think he must have resting existential crisis face or resting disassociated face because he just like, because there's loads of footage of himself and his his new bride, J-Lo, together and like they're snuggled up like but she seems like she's having the time of her life and why wouldn't she be but he's got this look on his face that's just like kill me kill me now I want to get out of here and I I, like I feel sorry for him in a way because part of me does I have to say John when I was what like I was bet into the the, the memes about this because it was trending on social media last night and I thought to myself I know John really now doesn't vibe off awards Mm. I kind of feel like if you were caught on camera at an awards show, that would be you. Yeah, I mean, I have... This is his no- face at the moment, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> I, it's not the first time I've been likened to Ben Affleck. So, um, yeah, I, I, In your dreams. I, I, can't, um, I can't do anything but sympathise with him because there must be nothing worse. First of all, having to go to the Grammys and what sort of a long night it is and everyone clapping each other on the back for writing a few pop songs. But like when you, he's not even involved in the world of music directly, like... It must just be torture for him. I mean, he used to go to all these sorts of things all the time as an actor. You know, you go junkets, promo, cans, this, like... Uh, Which he's never looked particularly happy at No, he, he doesn't like yeah. all that stuff. He's it, For Ben Affleck, it's all about the work that he does and everything that surrounds it. He just has no truck with it whatsoever. And I don't blame the lad. He has the right, he has the right uh, mentality as far as I'm concerned. Do I really have to go to this? Do I really have to do this? Like it's, it's, it's like, you know, people, musicians say on stage for two, when they're on tour, on stage for two hours is, is brilliant. It's the 22 hours surrounding that that's torture. Like why, why would he be enjoying the Grammys? Why, why would he? I mean, Maybe he just needed to act like he was. But like sometimes he just can't put up the the pretense. Well, he he is an noted actor. as an actor. Yeah, I know. But you like, know, put but, a bit of a smile yeah, on but, Ben. You're uh, there to support your wife. But it was the same. He was at the Met Gala or something a couple of months ago, and there was a famous clip that uh, he met somebody and he put on the smile, and the person turned around and his face just fell. He just doesn't like being but at these schmooze he, he, fests. Yeah, or he has a very expressive face. He has know, a, not well, everybody's has. resting face looks happy. Like there's that famous that famous picture of him smoking the cigarette. Oh, it's with so his funny. eyes closed, and you can just tell exactly what he's thinking. He's like, "Oh my god." The other thing as well, though, is like because they one of the clips is um, J Lo's dancing away to Stevie Wonder, and he looks incredibly awkward and miserable behind her. Not like he's he's swaying, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. but not dancing much. Now, in fairness to him, if I like, I know I can't dance, and if I thought there was a camera on me, I would rather look miserable and disengaged than be caught. Yeah, not, can you imagine that would if be he started trying to dance, he'd be mocked all over the place. But like, he doesn't know when the camera's going to be on him. He's supposed to paint the smile. To his, always on him. Smile, smile for like six hours or seven days or however long the Grammys goes on for. Again, though, an actor. Uh, yeah, but you know what? He's off the clock. <laughs> Let's hear a bit of the biggest Grammy winner in history, Beyonce. <laughs> Back. 
outside. You said you outside, but you ain't that outside. Worldwide hoodie with the mask outside. In case you forgot how we act outside. So she had four wins on the night. She got Best Dance or Electronic Music Album for Renaissance. She also got Best Dance Electronic Recording, Best Traditional R&B Performance and Best R&B Song. But. But. She she didn't didn't get Album of the Year. Yeah, I mean. Is Harry Styles' Harry House really better? I mean, hard to know. Like, but it is a really good album. And it's maybe not, it's a broader album. It's not necessarily as genre based. This, none of this matters. Well, no, but I do. None of, like the Grammys do not matter. Well, when that clip was playing, the three of us were bopping our heads. Yeah. That's all that matters. The Grammys mean nothing. The music in your heart. The mute, how how it makes you feel. That's all that matters. Somebody getting a little trinket for making 12 songs and putting it on a piece of plastic. It, none of it matters and people put far too much store in things like the Grammys and even the Oscars and the American Music Awards. None of it matters. I don't disagree with you on what, in one sense, but I do think it matters to some people to be recognised by their peers at the, the absolute pinnacle of the, the, the world that they work in. But like what, what, it, what they are recognised by is the ears of the general public. I mean, Break My Soul, absolutely one of the singles mm. of last year to the man on the street, the woman on the street. It doesn't matter if like, like a, a certain number of 12,000 industry experts, inverted commas, think it's the record It matters of the year. to the people who does are it? contesting. But does it though? It does, it seems to, yeah. Yeah. But if, you know, if you were operating at that high level, you might think differently. I, I don't, if I was operating at that high level, I wouldn't need the uh, the claps of 12,000 people to tell me that my song you, was good. What, what I need you, is... You're underestimating no, the insecurity I'm, of many successful people. Maybe so, but what would matter to me is Matt Cooper, a 60-year-old man, bopping his head to my latest single. Well, maybe in about five or six years' time we can discuss that. <laughs> <laughs> Four, actually. Anyway, another listener says, many of the artists Beyonce were up against were rubbish, apart from Harry Styles. So let's hear a little bit of music for a sushi restaurant. Fried rice, like a cooking egg on you. Late night, game time, coffee on the stove. Your sweet ice cream, but you could use a flake or two. Blue bubble gum, twisting any time. I don't want you to get lost. I don't want you to go There you go. That's all that matters. Grammys be damned. Okay, listener says, what do you think about the satanic theme at the Grammys? I'm not religious, but that stuff isn't right and it's everywhere in the music industry. Why so? I didn't watch it. I couldn't tell you. I saw Sam Smith and I thought the songs sounded good, but they looked a bit ridiculous. 
Yeah, but I mean, it's but John mentioned the Mac Gala earlier. Like they have mad themes as well. Personally, I don't think you should need a theme for uh, um, a, a show that is recognizing the music of the year. But I wouldn't necessarily. But then I'm not religious. I wouldn't necessarily be upset about satanic being used as a theme. Sure, isn't rock the devil's music? Wasn't it just spot well, on brand wise? Yeah, and we don't have a copy of Just Like That, Bonnie Raitt's Grammy Song of the Year. Do you approve of that? Yes, absolutely. I oh, mean, so now he approves because he likes it. No, no, no. I, I Look, the thing about it is, that, like, one of the headlines that I saw on, on a noted digital uh, uh, magazine today was like unknown blues oh, yeah. singer beats Beyonce to uh, album of the yeah. year. Honey race unknown. Yeah, and the thing is, like, I'm, I'm not going to be a music nerd, but the thing about it is, there is such a world of music out there, and uh, yeah, a lot of people don't know who Bonnie Raitt is. A lot of casual music listeners wouldn't know who she is, but you know, if there's one positive point to the Grammys, it's that people maybe. Um, subjected to music and may learn about music that they otherwise wouldn't have. And I would say there's a lot of people checking out Bonnie Raitt's back catalogue now, which is no bad thing. Well, more unknown than Bonnie Raitt's, I would have said, is the fact that Beyonce's, the person she was beating to have the most Grammys of all time was a Hungarian-born classical conductor called George Solti. Hmm. And it was his music that was used in Apocalypse Now, you know, that really famous scene with the... But I I would never have heard of him before, personally. Yeah, here's a wonderfully over the top comment. I really this one. A world where Harry Styles gets album of the year deserves to be wiped out by climate change. But album of the year doesn't matter. We that we've been through this. <laughs> None <laughs> change does though. Yeah, but album of the year doesn't. All that matters is head bopping. <laughs> Remember that, everybody. These things don't matter. I, I I would say though to that text, or maybe a, just a little perspective check before we start. You know, coming down mentioning Harry Styles and climate change in the same sentence. Uh, on Friday's programme, not with you, but with other guests, we discussed that you know, we're getting no big concerts coming to the mm. country. And we had discussed it with you last week. Beyonce is obviously one that a lot of people are very disappointed. Been suggested that, you know, maybe she needs two or three nights at Croke Park to actually justify the costs of transporting everything, a lot of other costs. But it seems like Peter Aiken is bringing up the issue, the thorny old subject again of insurance costs. Yeah, he has. Uh, he was talking at the launch of uh, the Rod Stewart playing Live at the Marquee. And uh, Peter Aiken was saying the insurance costs here are unbelievably high and he equates it to being partly because of compensation culture. He goes, you know, when I brought uh, Rod Stewart to the three arena last year, it cost me 10,000 in insurance. When I brought him to the SSE arena up in Belfast, it was £215. Um, and, and, you know, that, that, has to, that has to figure in somewhat. I mean, insurance companies uh, for the last few years have been... Um, castigated for the prices that they charge regular people for regular stuff. Mm. So yeah, it's definitely an issue that we have in this country. But also, I, I would also point out that we are an island nation. It is not as easy to get the infrastructure and the stages and everything you need to put on a show uh, across the water the way it is when you're playing Central Europe. You know, even with the UK, the the population is so huge, you can do eight or nine shows and make your money back and then some. But if you're going to do one show in Ireland, it's a very, very costly um, undertaking to do one or two gigs. So, you know, I'm not entirely surprised that the big artists aren't coming here because more than ever, it doesn't make that much financial sense. Mm. And I'll tell you this much, I'd be worried about today if I'm for a couple of days in May because half the office are going over to see her in Edinburgh, Beyonce. So, like, I'd be more worried about that. Like, what are we going to do? But, uh, yeah, everyone is going to see her. And that's the thing. People will travel now to see their favourite artists. So the fact that uh, her or... Um, 
Coldplay or whoever it might be are sort of like snubbing Ireland on their big tours. It's insurance, it's costs, but also people will go elsewhere. Comments from listeners. While she's talented, some would argue Beyonce isn't even the most talented singer in her family. Harry Styles is a pop singer who wouldn't make the top 500 male singers of all time, says Phil. Well, he's definitely one of the top 500 pop stars of all time. John, John famously loves those lists anyway. Oh, I love lists. John <laughs> sounds like a fellow who missed out on an awful lot of awards and his therapist gave him a to deal with it. <laughs> Would uh, your guests like to comment on John Lydon's God Awful Hawaii song after he slated the same competition last month but when he needed a vehicle for his song, it would do. Reference to the National Song Contest, which we previewed on Friday, but uh, Russell Alford, who was with us, said, I was chatting to him earlier, said it was dreadful. The show was dreadful on Friday night. I didn't watch it now, Matt, I have to admit. Good. I, I will I say that... I didn't watch it either. I, I, I don't think John Lydon's song is that bad, but I, I don't necessarily think he's the best person to represent Ireland. I think it's a good song. It's not a Eurovision song. Mm. And uh, Louise Cantillon, who's up afterwards, she's a big fan of Eurovision. And uh, we've been having debates about whether what makes a Eurovision song, you know, is it a song contest or is it a sort of a kitsch contest? Uh, but it has to be both. Yeah. Uh, so will Wild Youth fit the bill? No. I, well, I don't think so. I, I I'd love to I be have wrong. I have no opinion on it, I'm afraid. <laughs> Picks of the week. What's your one, D, please? Uh, my pick of the week this week is uh, a lovely remix from Dahi and Maverick Saver. So this is Ma- Maverick Saver, who's currently on tour in the UK and Ireland, um, has released Lonely Are the Brave, Mavs version. So similar to Taylor Swift re- re-recording and re-releasing um, albums belonging to her, he said that he was never actually paid any royalties on his first album. So he's done the same again. And this is a remix of one of the tracks, Open My Eyes, which is pretty great, I think. Open my eyes and finally realize all this time I've been blind. And walking this road, it seems we all follow. But it's so hard to change, so hard to change, so hard to change. Seems there's no We all run around this jungle, living life for it. There's no change anymore, but the way that it makes us look so soft. Everything becomes too hard, and to fight against, we're all born in the belly of the beast. Cause they teach you to reach for that, rather than dream of us speaking. They say your words will never mean shit. A people without a voice are just too easy. I'm open my eyes and finally realize all this time I've been blind. Good. Give us that again. Yeah, so that's Maverick Sabre, Open My Eyes, remixed by Dahi. Very good. Okay, John, your pick of the week, please. Yeah, do you remember the Scissor Sisters? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. They broke up. I saw them play once. They yeah. were very good. Mm. Yeah, I saw them too. Um, well, Jake Shears, the uh, main man in Scissor Sisters, is back. His new single is called Too Much Music. It's from the album Last Man Dancing, which is coming out in June. I believe Elton John has had something to do with the production of the album. But uh, this is just an absolute, to use a, an oft overused phrase, this is just an absolute banger. It's too much music as the current single. It's great. Will we find the maiden to the 
That to me is Lost in Music sung by a young George Michael. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so again, it's Jake Shears, Too Much Music. That's enough for this evening. Thank you to both of you for being with us. D. Reddy and John Goodell. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.